0: Baby gorgeous, welcome to Bravo and Please, where we're going to get lit off all the latest going on in the Bravo TV world. This is a safe and uncensored space to discuss our love for everything pop culture and 420 related. So grab your can of goodies and let's get lit. Great. Yes. Oh my gosh, we are live! I'm your girl, Jenny Blaze. We're here every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook with replays available and the audio podcast available on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. We are here to bring you all the latest in Bravo pop culture and WE news. However, let me just give a disclaimer that this is for entertainment and educational purposes only None of this is financial, medical, and or legal advice. Today, we have a very special birthday episode. It's not my actual birthday today, but by the next episode, I will have had my birthday. And I'm a birthday monster, so that's just how it goes. You say it's your birthday as many times as you can. (laughs) But my birthday is not why this episode is so special. On today's episode, we have our first... Live, virtual guest, Bravo, Bravo, Ducking, Bravo. We're going to catch up since we last saw each other at BravoCon. And we're going to talk about all, you know, the normal weekly shows and pop culture news that we have going on. But more importantly, we're going to discuss the fandom and essentially how toxic it can get. But before we bring her on... Don't forget to subscribe and turn on notifications. Like I said, we're live every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern, unless there's some kind of holiday or... Actually, I might take next week off. I haven't decided. I need to take a break, I think. But don't worry, if you missed the live show, you can always watch the replay or listen to the audio podcast like I mentioned on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Subscribing, reviewing, sharing, liking, and or leaving a five-star rating is incredibly appreciated and helps this show to continue to grow. Also, don't forget our social media handle is at Bravo and Blaze on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, everywhere, pretty much. But also, as you know, BravoAndBlaze.com. Has all sorts of fun Bravo-inspired merch from some of your favorite shows. If you know what this one's from, this one says Grandfather M. Effer." If you know what show that's from, you can drop that in the chat. Our interactive chat over here. (gasps) And I see we have Emily from She Speaks. Bravo. I am fangirling over her being here. Love, love, love. Okay, so let me, I want to quickly just... I think I have like one other slide. Oh, yeah. So if you're a cannabis mom, (laughs) this slide is so funny. I can't can't like not laugh when I see it. But if you are a cannabis mom like myself, who's an entrepreneur trying to break the stigma of cannabis consumption and want to thrive outside of the corporate world, making money for yourself, please make sure you check out my other podcast, Cannabis Mom Boss, where I share stories of my life as a as a mom, cannabis advocate and entrepreneur, but also lessons I've learned along the way. The mission of Cannabis Mom Boss is to empower others to safely, responsibly, and confidently come out of the quote-unquote green closet to modernize the perception of today's cannabis consumers, as well as provide the resources and tools you need to achieve results as an entrepreneur and mother. Cannabis Mom Boss is live on Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern here on the same YouTube channel. Channel, which is also available for replay if you miss the live stream. If you're a podcast listener, you are in luck because Cannabis Mom Boss is also available on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Okay, and then yesterday I essentially gave the full story of how I got cyber attacked this week. And it was the worst. I have experienced some... Things happen before, but this one was the most egregious, and this is, it's actually escalated to a point where it's beyond, like, it's not personal anymore. It's, like, for a bigger purpose. But anyways, I have um, a variety of offerings available on Cannabis Mom Boss, so go check out. All the links are in the show notes. I don't want to waste any more time because I'm... About to welcome our first ever live virtual guest. She is a woman of mystery, but still shines bright like a diamond. And I would like to give a warm welcome to Bravo Bravo Ducking Bravo. Thank you so much for being here.
1: You're so welcome. Happy birthday to you. I'm so happy to be talking to you. I loved you instantly when we met at BravoCon. Because as I told my husband, anybody who can befriend me in my babadook outfit is a fucking friend for life
0: <laughs> well that's i saw you in your disguise and i was like oh my gosh i know her oh. and i think honestly i don't know about you but when i saw other content creators who do the same thing as us i might have yelled louder like same you know like the phantom it's different when you see like a Bible yeah. lab and then when i see like people I feel like I'm actually friends with, or like we have way more common ground.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Like, what am I going to talk to a Bravo Liberty about? Like, I already tell them everything. Like I I post about it, you know, we do it all day. There's very few that I feel like we could actually have a rapport, but other Bravo accounts, that's really why I went. I went to go hang out with other Bravo accounts, you know, and just see what the mess was.
0: Oh, yes. Because nobody really knows what this, there's like a whole community Like underground, another community. It's just like there's so there's an undercurrent.
1: There's an undercurrent. Yeah,
0: (laughs) it's like we're in the back tunnels.
1: Yeah, it's like front of house and back of house at a restaurant. Like we're back of house and we're like making stuff and sending it out, and the Bravo Lebs are front of house. But there's stuff happening.
0: Oh my gosh, are we like the below deck? We are under pump staff. We kind of are. Holy crap! I just boom yeah Andy if you're Mm -hmm. listening I mean honestly I have a whole I've been like documenting everything along the way and I have so many stories that when I tell people who are not in this world like in (laughs) the IRL world yeah they're like you this sounds like so made up and like alarming and I'm like it is it's very (laughs) it's all of
1: those things and more
0: Oh my gosh! Well, I'm like so happy to have you here. Obviously, one of the, so be before BravoCon, and I'll be honest, like the algorithm doesn't really like display your posts on my feed, and yeah. so the first time I heard about your account was when you were also featured on Hannah Farrier's podcast. Your oh Reality, yeah, she's great asked. by the way.
1: Hi Hannah, she's lovely. Oh,
0: I love Hannah. I remember waiting. like. I remember that was when I, this I think she reached out to me to be on her podcast before I even started mine. And I was like, feeling like so like scared about it. I was like, I what? felt so me? honored.
1: I was like, really? I, yes. I, yeah. Yes. I
0: oh my gosh. And even when she started following me, I was like, this is not real. <laughs> <laughs> and turns out it was. So like to be asked to go on her podcast, I was like, this is such an honor. And yeah. It was Oh, it was amazing. But that's when, because out of all the people that she had on, she had like maybe like a dozen. Yeah. Hosts. She had
1: a bunch on like some, it was around New Year's. And so she had yeah. a bunch on in one episode and then another episode. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And um, I was like, oh my gosh, this is great. This is a good way for me to see what other content creators are out there. And you are one of the new accounts that I found through the, you know, from being on her podcast. And I was like, your account stood out more obviously because of your full disguise and everything. And I was like, (sighs) no way. Like, what's going on here? And I was fascinated. And I'm like, that is pretty smart. And so when I saw you and I thought, this is my own, this says a lot about me, but for some reason in my mind, I thought when I saw you that you would be like, Oh God, please don't come up to me because you're never. like in a disguise. No, like, like I don't want to be bothered, but I was just like, Oh my God. Cause I really genuinely was like, Oh my God. And you were just as receptive and like excited. So I was like, this is amazing. And one of the first things we talked about was the disguise. Yeah. And I think you asked me, you know, like, are you comfortable being yeah.
1: exposed? How do you do this? Like, you know, you're, I was actually talking to my husband about it this morning and I was saying like, oh, it's annoying that I have to do this podcast and I got to like hide who I am and I can't show my facial expressions and I can't, you know, connect or whatever, but it's in other ways. It you is got sort this of going. Yeah, I, got, I can talk with the hands like Danielle, this is how I talk. <laughs> but um, it really is just a protective measure. I think if I didn't have, you know, small kid and if i didn't you know work in kind of a serious area then i might just throw it all out there and i'm very impressed by have respect for and i'm envious of people who show their government name and their face (laughs) and they're just out there living because
0: that's a lot
1: (laughs) you know there there are weird people and i'm sure bravo liberties you know they talk about it every now and then about how they get mean messages we do too we do too Uh, and yeah um, we do, <laughs> and it's just a you know it's a decision I made early on. Will it ever change? Maybe it might, but for right now, this is how this is how I'm rolling, and I know peace, yeah, so we can do, yeah,
0: you need to feel comfortable and safe and have peace and I knew going into it that I was exposing myself to that risk and that there was a potential for that happening, and so I already like kind of played out all of. I thought of all the things that could hurt me. I like literally in my head took an inventory. I'm like, if they like make fun of my looks or my age, like whatever, I don't really care. But then things like, obviously my children are important to me and like, I don't want, like my physical safety is important to me. So I have taken measures to, you know, protect myself in that way. But at the end of the day, like literally people are... It, if people are mentally ill enough, they will. They could go to great lengths and try to find you and hurt they you. They could. And
1: at that point, it's like, meet me outside. You know? <laughs> i like, off. Meet uh, me
0: outside. I'll see you in court. And yeah. uh, hello, officer. I have a situation. I mean, luckily for me, I don't have to go to like a nine to five, but... What people don't understand is that I am taking this very, very seriously. Like this is. You are.
1: I'm so impressed by you all the time.
0: Thank you. But I'm taking like, like the, my values and what I stand up for. And the reason why I was like, you know, I feel like I do have to show myself because I have, I felt like I couldn't promote or like be like, Hey, let's come out of the green closet. If I was in the green closet. And so I knew that I kind of almost had to like sacrifice or like be a warrior for this community and stand up for the rest of the people who don't have a voice.
1: It's important. It's a valiant effort too. I mean, if, if this call was a couple hours later, I would absolutely be on an edible right now but I got to do carpool today. <laughs> um, and I have nothing but good things to say about it. Now, I, I did not do an edible until almost a year ago. My entire mm. life, I just dealt with like a low level of stress and anxiety. Mm. And I wish that I had done it much, much sooner. I think I would have been more creative, more relaxed, and just had a better life experience. And, um, yeah, you know, what are you going to do? That's the product of of growing up in the, you know, marijuana is a gateway drug era, right?
0: I know. And it's so wild. I mean, if you look at facts, like when we were, I think we're around the same age. Um, and when we were growing up, we were told like, <laughs>
1: no, we were told a lot up. of crap, a lot yeah, of like, crap. What growing the
0: up. W-T-F. Man,
1: I'm, I'm really learning on a daily basis that a lot of the stuff that were like pillars of, of youth are just absolute BS.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's wild to me. And being, you know, like my educational background is in information technology. I literally studied, you know, the impact of technology on our society, our culture, our psychology, and what it yeah. does to people. And 20 years ago, when I was studying this, you know, in school, we didn't even have social media. And huh. I knew, I was like, this is scary. And the, everything, all these. Things that are happening, people like committing suicide because they're bullied online or people doxing people. Like I didn't even know what doxing was until I started my account pretty much and it's illegal. And so I've been looking at all these spaces that people don't really talk about and trying to figure out like, how do we make it safe for people like us to be able to just have an opinion about a TV show? Absolutely.
1: Yeah, and really? I think it's good like the laws are catching up with it. So that's great. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, there didn't used to be laws against stalking. There didn't used yes. to be laws against a bunch of things, but it yes. takes it takes negative situations in order for the law to say, "Oh, that's not right." And how did that yes. happen? And what can we do? Oh my
0: gosh, that is such a great example. So, I want to rewind a little bit, and I've been talking too much. So, to, like I want you to tell us or you could tell us your journey of your social media presence you're you have 65 over sixty five thousand followers on instagram so i'm yeah. sure anyone who's are, who's listening or watching they're already following you <laughs> but if you're not go because, i don't know you're sweet <laughs> well it's amazing i i would love to hear your story how you got to over 65,000 followers, you know, what was the intent? What do you stand for? What do you plan to do in the future? Tell us everything.
1: It's gonna be the opposite of what people might think. Um, I did not go in there with a strategy of like, here's how I'm gonna do it and I'm gonna get the metrics and I'm gonna hashtag and I'm gonna post it this time of day and this time. Uh I literally was, you know, it was the beginning of the pandemic and I was stuck in my house and I'd always done something creative And for the first time, I was just doing like domestic labor and work. And I was like, I'm going to go insane. This is not a life. This is not a life. And uh, so I was like, you know what? Let me let me get online. And the thing that I was doing the most in my free time was I was just treating Real Housewives like it was Mystery Science Theater 3000. I was watching it and just like (laughs) reaming them. I was like, this is ridiculous. Oh, yeah, that's a good move, you know. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to create an account and I'm just going to do that. And I'm just going to make dumb memes that make me laugh. And I'm just <sighs> going to talk to the show like I talk to the show when I'm in my house. Um, and that's what I started doing. And what's so funny is one of my longtime friends, she recognized my voice like week two of my account. She's like, no did you like a post just came up where you're talking about Potomac? Is that you? That's your voice, isn't it? And I was like, only you would recognize me, you know? But, Wait, um, did that
0: scare you, or were you no, like, "That's I was cool"? Pres-
1: if somebody recognizes my voice, wonderful, great. I mean, they probably know me really well at that point, yeah. so it's not a problem. Yeah. Um, but I thought That's that was pretty funny, good. and yeah, I just, I just posted what I liked, and I kind of made a deal with myself in the beginning. I'm never gonna um, like let my everything that I am like rise and fall with this account. It's just gonna be what it is, and if mm-hmm. people like it great they like it and i remember when i had a hundred followers and i was like this is so fun a hundred people are amused by something that i'm putting out into the world i hope their day's a little brighter i hope it made them laugh and that's still the mentality
0: yes oh my gosh i love that so how like how long did it take to get to 65,000 followers?
1: I mean, I feel like I've been at that number for, for a long, long time, for like a year. Really? And the account, yeah. And the account's about three years old now, I want to say. So, um, so I remember-
0: got to 65,000 in like one year?
1: Maybe a year and a half too, somewhere Holy. around there.
0: Wow, that's um, crazy.
1: Yeah, I mean, people blow up all the time though. And it just is, it depends on like, so many different things and yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I just started doing what I do and I definitely was fortunate that a couple of larger accounts, you know, that I, that I can think of, I remember getting a big boost after a big account would be like, ha that was so funny. And then, you know, you get a little bit more followers and then they drop off. Like if, if I look at my stats right now, I probably gain and lose 25 each day. And I look maybe like once every six months just to know what's going on. Um, But I've never based it on, on number of followers. I know that that's very useful for like getting things and um, yeah, more opportunities. It's a yeah, really good metric. For certain because, like, things. Are you yeah. landing? Are people responding to this? Are you growing mm-hmm. the way you want to grow? But I mm-hmm. try not to base like my sense of humor or my content oh, yeah. on it.
0: No. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I actually think people – Focus on the follower count. You can get lost way too much. You can get lost, yeah. In that. And that's why, like, because part of our community. What I learned pretty quickly was that people bought followers, and I thought oh my that God. was the weirdest investment why? in a business or anything ever. Yeah, exactly. Why and yeah, knowing you know, like I. I like to look at how technology, like, and the human interact and, like, what happens behind the scenes, like, psychologically. And there is a psychological situation that happens with people when they see a lot of followers. They think, oh, I got to go, too. And it's like – I've done
1: that. I've done that. Yeah. i follow accounts because I was like, oh, 300,000 people are following this person. I should check it out, too. And then yeah. you follow it and you're like, hmm, really? The- you start so to many, notice, like, it doesn't really add up. Yeah.
0: It's so weird, like, what the very strange sociological patterns that are surfacing that are coming to light due to technology, like mob mentality. you know have you like ever googled mob mentality or looked into it at all i'm so old i'm like a vampire
1: yes (laughs) um but also have you ever seen the video it's a guy dancing uh in a field they're like at an outdoor concert and there's one guy dancing i'll send it to you afterwards and it's about leadership (laughs) and it's about being confident in who you are and this guy's probably on something or maybe he's just feeling the music and it's literally just him and he's just Having a great time by himself, and it starts with everybody just like look turning and looking at this guy dancing, and then two people come over and they join him, and then two more people come over, and before you know it, this giant pot of people are just mm-hmm. vibing and dancing. Yeah. And so it was about just doing you and leadership, and the people that want to be near you will come.
0: Yeah. Well, that is very true. That's like a a positive way to. <laughs> <laughs> It is right. Yeah, I do. And that's like that's why I do love technology and like social media. I know that like there is so much strength in technology and the digital world. Um, I know it, I've seen it and I just I like to. Look at all the you know, the positive things about it, but it's hard to. Focus on that when you get you were just talking about TV shows and then people start attacking us. So, True, but you
1: can't let the terrorists win. As I stay, as I'm in full disguise, you can't let the terrorists <laughs> win.
0: <laughs> well, can you tell me what your experience has been like as a content creator? You, I only have like 6,000 on Instagram and then I have like 2,000 on Twitter and Twitter is where I got attacked this week. I don't tweet, this is why? Right. Yeah, Twitter is like on a different level. Like It really is. It's very toxic. But so is TikTok. I just put TikTok my reels. Too.
1: Yeah, Holy crap. My I, was sho-
0: <laughs> I was shocked yeah. that TikTok was so toxic. I literally put the same videos yeah. and reels that I put on Instagram yep. same. onto TikTok. I didn't experiment. It's so wild that the, the yeah. different feedback you get and like the mob mentality on TikTok is way worse. The pylon, the
1: tendency to pylon. Okay, so I have a perfect example of that. So I was I was doing Potomac. I was watching Potomac. And any diehard Bravo fan knows the exterior of Giselle Bryant's home is lacking. Right? It is a funky (laughs) exterior. It looks like a monopoly house and that's okay. It's still worth a ton of money. She lives in a beautiful area. She loves her home. She's proud of her home. We are all happy for her. Now that that disclaimer has been stated, I will always make a comment about the exterior of her home because it's so unusual to me. So I is it better
0: or worse than Melissa Gorga's though? Oh God, that's a toss up. Oh, (laughs) I don't know.
1: That's a rough one for different reasons. You can think about it (laughs) for different (laughs) different reasons um right so i took this little video where i was just having fun talking about the outside the outside <laughs> the, fa- the facade of giselle's home and i posted it on tiktok because i was like "Hee hee!" i thought that was a little funny it amused me and i wanted yeah. to see if like architecture people on tiktok had you know input and there are entire accounts on tiktok where they critique mcmansions and whatever i see them all the time
0: no way but notice. what happened to me was oh shit! Was
1: i was scary. called evil <laughs> I was holding down a woman who worked so hard for that home. How dare I attack a single mother who's doing her best and who is proud of her home? And I was like, damn, y'all never watch a show because you can't handle what Karen says about her. I wasn't even talking about Giselle. I was talking about the exterior of a home. Yeah.
0: Anyway. People, people have, so that's a thing that I find interesting is that you're there, when you, when people get, or have that kind of reaction, they've obviously been triggered. And that's like kind of the beauty and mystique of technology for me and like social media is that the beauty is that you can touch so many people's hearts in a good way Mm -hmm. and really use it for good. It's a beautiful thing. It really is, but also. Yes, but also on the other side, it's like people ruin it for the rest of us. And I I feel like, you know, Social media, if you look at like the history of the world, (laughs) social media is very small. It's it's a tiny little scratch of a surface. Like I can't imagine what's going to happen in 20 more years. And what scares me is that I feel like people have normalized this toxic behavior online to the Mm -hmm. point where they don't even know where the line is anymore. And what happened to me this week was illegal and it was defamatory and they committed libel like let's talk about it
1: tell me tell me details because i've only seen like two things
0: i did a whole episode about it already okay yeah so you can you can hear all the details but essentially i'll tell you how it all started okay i was obviously uh real housewives of new jersey is on and right away i know i by the way i think i've told you yeah. real House, real housewives of beverly hills and real housewives of new jersey are in my opinion <laughs> the two most toxic franchises on bravo yeah. and it makes me not really enjoy the, those shows however like i still like watching the shows i would rather watch in solidarity mm-hmm. than you know like even engage in the community and that is disturbing to me but anyway so like episode two obviously i'm a cannabis advocate uh margaret says to jennifer aiden like you have marijuana paranoia and so i already knew this was coming and i'm like do i want to be involved like i hate this (laughs) fucking franchise (laughs) however literally i was like i really i didn't want to do this but i felt a sense of responsibility because of my platform what i stand for and i knew going into it that there could be some backlash So I was for anything
1: like, how dare you talk to Margaret? How dare you? Whatever. Yeah.
0: Literally. That's what happened. So she said that the next day I wrote a blog post saying what Margaret did was, um, ignorant. It was very damaging and harmful to the cannabis community and blah, blah, blah. I sent Margaret a DM telling her my personal story, how I use it for medicine and that it it has improved my life and all these things. And she agreed to come onto my podcast the very next day
1: that's so nice
0: right like and yeah she could have been mean. It... some of the
1: bravo libraries are mean no matter yeah. what
0: and, and okay and i'll say this was bold of me and i i also took it as like me being kind of cheeky my my blog post title was margaret joseph's <laughs> declare declares war on the cannabis community and <laughs> canna moms that's just a little bit inflammatory <laughs> it's a little bit I mean it was bold but also it's like okay i even can admit that's taking it like i'm obviously exaggerating should didn't obviously yes but um obviously. and i guess i have to say that on record uh-huh. just because you know whatever but when i sent her a message directly to her i was respectful and mm-hmm. i said i would love to have a civil conversation with you and be respectful in a way where we can hear each other's opinions and sides on this matter or whatever, you know, like a lot of people are upset about it, et cetera. And she agreed. And so we had a podcast episode about, I think I released it two weeks ago and I thought it went really well. And I even spent extra time on, you know, like editing and, you know, like before I published, because I knew that I have a platform where people have Values and I'm not going To I don't want to diminish Those just because Margaret comes on and she may say Like I like essentially what she said Is she believes that Jennifer was Impaired oh Hmm. And which I said I Don't know if that's For Margaret to decide And I said I gave Disclaimers before the interview Where I said um, You know I do not condone people, you know, like calling out other people on national television, but I'm also like a human being and I know that I don't know these people. And so that's why I'm, I'm approaching this in with an open mind and in a respectful way, because at the end of the day, I don't know Margaret. And actually when I look at her like business and her podcast, I'm like, we actually are like very similar and we have like similar qualities where we like to empower other women and we're, we like entrepreneurship and yeah. things like that. So we had that common ground and that's how we started the interview um, because I didn't want to just be like, why did you say that to Jennifer? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, that's not appropriate. That's a I'm a part. professional, you know? So, um, but we, we addressed it and there are certain things like obviously this show is being aired and- I am not someone, out of professional courtesy, I'm not going to go and purposely try to screw up someone's multi-million dollar production, meaning Bravo, whether I agree with how they, you know, execute their production or not, that's just not my style. <laughs> it's yeah. like pretty rude, but um, also I think it's probably like criminal or against the law, but Anyways, I thought the interview went really well and um, I got so much great feedback. And for me going into it, my mission was to educate and to stand up for the cannabis community. And I accomplished my goals. That was my goal. And I even said, I am not not the judge or jury on who's right between Margaret and Jennifer. Yeah. I'm just here to. That's secondary. Yeah. Yeah. That's secondary. Like you guys can hash that out. Plus, like there's more coming out. This was months ago. I really don't Mm -hmm. care honestly, I could care less. Um, so Margaret and I have a a great relationship. Like, yeah, she said, she admitted, she said, you know, like, yeah, it probably wasn't like, it was in the heat of the moment and you know, whatever. And she did her whole Margaret thing that she does, which I don't always agree with, but I can be civil with her. Yeah. So whatever I promoted it, um, in a tweet. Right before our Jersey air. And that's where and you went s- wrong. Right? Yeah, that's <laughs> where I went wrong because I said I'm scared to promote this yeah. because Jersey stands are scary. And then that just triggered it. I was defamed. My um, medical history that was discussed in private DMs between this person who had, has been following me for two oh, years.
1: Gosh. Oh, man,
0: he He not only release my personal medical information he (sighs) twisted it and called me a drug addict all because he didn't like margaret he didn't read the blog post that i wrote he didn't watch the interview he just attacked and the whole time it's all there there's a digital record of it all and you can see that i maintain my integrity i did not attack him in any Mm -hmm. way and he just was belligerent and he thinks that, you know, like saying, he made a public tweet apology, Yeah, which is, I said, thank you. And I like hearted yeah. it or whatever, mm-hmm. but the damage is already done. And like, while afterwards I was like, I was really worked up. This went on from like 8 PM that Jeez. Tuesday night yeah, till noon too. the next day with Great. a five hour break to sleep. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, this is insane. My nerves have have been shot since this happened. Like yesterday I was driving and my chin was like twitching. Like it does something to you psychologically and mentally when you're attacked in that way. Yes.
1: Yes, yes, Yes. it does.
0: And so, Yeah. yeah, that's what happened. And I'm still like... The thing that bothered me more, like in the moment, I'm, I'm a grown woman. I can handle things. It's like when you attack the safety of my children, that's obviously crossing the line. But on top of that, people, cause it happened, but then people are still reading it after and are still coming to me and just seeing it now. And they are, they're disturbed. They feel uh-huh. like they've been attacked because yeah. they're like, I smoke weed. I am a mom. How could they say this? And so for me, I feel like almost a bigger responsibility at this point that I have to escalate it because like I said, we are dealing with this toxic environment where people don't know where the line is yeah. and I'm going to show everyone what the line is.
1: For sure. <laughs> and that's, that's the really unfortunate part about, you know, any of the shows really, because I, the time that I was attacked the most was around Potomac when Monique and Candace had their tussle. Oh, gosh, that that, was scary. that i don't think anything will ever compare to that because people were so passionate on one side or the other whereas usually i'm like well you know i see how they both contributed to this situation yeah. like i'm the jen fessler like just stuff cheese in my mouth right I'm like i was hey, like well.
0: ashley walking in there because i never watched potomac until that season and i was oh, really? like what is happening no.
1: yeah no i was a potomac og and so i i had kind of like seen the lead up of like yeah you know, one, and we're not going to get into this we're not getting <laughs> into this today but what I'm going to say is around that time um it was it was rough. People were very 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 passionate and mean-spirited if you did not agree with their perspective. Mm-hmm. And that's where mm-hmm. I think things start to suck when you're a Bravo fan because you should be able to just say, "Oh yeah, you know, I get their point without, you know, being like everybody else is wrong and I want to fight you in the street." And yeah. around that Potomac time is when I turned to my husband and I was like, I don't think I'm ever going to reveal who I am (laughs) because I, I want to be able to go out into the community or walk around and not have somebody literally try to like jump me because I thought differently than they did about two grown women getting paid to have conflict. We don't
0: know. Neither of us. We don't know. know.
1: I don't know them. (laughs) I don't know anything about them. So at that point, um, you know, it, to me, it made sense you know, to keep uh, to keep my like personal self personal yeah. and, and and it's tough because I think also that was kind of in the midst of the pandemic. So to me, in my mind, I took a step back and I said, it's a rough time for people right now. <laughs> They're dealing with a lot of stress. And I think people still are hurt dealing with people
0: hurt people. Right, right.
1: No, but it was a weird <laughs> yeah. place. It was a weird place. And so I think to, you know, to be a part of club A or club B, people took that really seriously, almost like a sports mm-hmm. game or something where they're going to yes. fight in the parking lot over like one team loses. I've never understood that either. Yeah, so this
0: is very similar, though. Yeah, it
1: is. It's a tribal mentality, right? And that's, it's yes. important for a human evolution. But at the same time, we're watching Bravo. So you got to every now and then check yourself
0: so but, crazy. And actually, yeah. I think I told you cuz I told you my one of my first not cyber, well, it was it was a cyber attack and I was catfished multiple times and oh, I why? told you I didn't the
1: catfishing.
0: Uh, I think I told oh. you about this cuz I said I don't even want to go out in the general admission, yeah, because I told some of my friends if I get shanked, yeah. <laughs> it's this account Oh man, this is their information, like just in case, because oh, people are so nuts out there. And I actually like—I remember seeing Andrea Denver from Summer House. He was yeah. in the like Bravo Bazaar area, yeah. And I was like, Andrea, what are you doing here by yourself? Like, are you crazy? And he was just like taking off his shirt right. and loving it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm out of here.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do think it. I you do are think- brave. Well, you know, people are confident behind a screen.
0: Yes. If
1: somebody wants to step to you in public, that's a bit of a different situation, right? Especially in a place where there's security, there's cameras. So you got to roll the dice occasionally. But um, and how silly is it that we have these online accounts that we do to try to bring humor and creativity? And this has to be a thought at all. But it does. Sometimes I've, uh, you know, knock on wood, I felt pretty good. I haven't had. Uh, anything hateful or awful in a long time and I think the difference between for me anyway Instagram and TikTok is that I have tended the Instagram garden so well I've pulled every weed anybody who gave me like a scary vibe they have been long time blocked anybody you know who was who talked to me like I'm an animal they're gone but TikTok is the wild west I haven't I haven't really found my sea life yeah yet.
0: It is scary. And, yeah. but you know, another thing, like I thought about, cause you, when you're a content creator, you have to make that decision, right? Like, do you just like let everyone, is that a free for all? Or do you like, how do you monitor your community? Cause that is, uh, that's our space that we're creating. And, and I, still our space. I still struggle with yeah. that.
1: I still struggle with that. Like if you make a post and people start posting things and it's going in a really mean or negative direction is like far across the line. Like I'm I'm here for some like, some healthy ribbing and whatever. But when it starts, they people start fighting with each other and it gets really, yes. really, really bad and calling each other names. It's like, when do you become the teacher in the
0: room and like flick the lights and come in? Oh, I don't really, gosh. I haven't really figured that out. I try, but do they message you directly when that happens? Cause I've had that happen. And I'm no, like,
1: I, I, what... I haven't. <laughs> usually people are just like, it's very rare. And, and I've learned, I've learned what topics to post about and which ones are not worth it.
0: Not Isn't worth it. it crazy. Yeah. yeah. Same. I'm like, I don't even want to talk about this. Like, I have because... an
1: opinion on it, but guess what? I'm going to take it with me to the grave because there's no point. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's not worth it. Nope. Oh my gosh. Okay. So... My entire
1: Thursday night. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, I do want to go through some of our um, news that we have going on, and I'll just quickly put up some slides that I have in pop culture news. Are you friends with Face Reality 16?
1: Lover. She was
0: at um, BravoCon, and she lives near me. I'm so jealous. That's great. Yeah, so she came on. um, But I wanted to just call out that, obviously, the Murdoch trial has been going on. And I want to give her a shout-out because Mm -hmm. her coverage of this case, as a content creator, she's been crushing it. and. I just want to give her a proper shout out.
1: She did a great job because I, again, I tried to watch that. I tried to watch it on the news. I tried to watch it on YouTube and I was like, oh Lord, no. Cause I got to watch it's things. It's too so like, much, right? No, it was, it was a lot. And then just watching him like snivel on the stand. I was like, I can't, I have the patience for it.
0: So it was his face that bothered me. I yeah. know. To be totally honest. Like every time I see his face, I'm like, oh no. Punchable.
1: It's punchable. It's
0: yeah, punchable. <laughs> <laughs> Very punchable face. Yeah. <laughs> So outside of um, this week's TV, like normal Bravo TV shows, we had um, something from Atlanta come up, and Ralph Sedora filed for divorce from Drew Sedora. This is from mm. Queens of Bravo Plus, um, but I guess apparently Drew got she there first.
1: Sixty-one minutes. <laughs> That's important. We're never going to forget Drew. Don't you worry.
0: Is that in this? Okay, so Queens of Bravo has. Would they write? According to documents obtained, I
1: don't think they have that in this one.
0: Yeah, I think it came out later, but yeah, we all saw this coming, right? What are your thoughts on?
1: Uh, I mean, I didn't know if oh, I no. saw it coming, but I hoped it was coming. I mean, when he disappeared, I think he went to Atlanta or something. Where did he go? Tampa. Tampa. Damn it, he went to Tampa. I was like, Drew, I that have will been, never, ever I have get been over hoping that. for that. The, the <laughs> way he spoke to her, his tone, the way he the gaslighting her. The gaslighting, yes. I could Dismissing. never, I could never, you will not catch me. He's so awful. I was hoping that under, I was hoping that behind the scenes, And remember when they had that dinner, they were going to have that loving dinner and she ends up yes. crying at the dinner. He I was like, oh, no, please. Her. And then did you see her at BravoCon? Did
0: I? I did she see her.
1: looked so good. I, I saw legs before I saw who it was. I was like, <laughs> whose legs? Who's been oh doing like gosh. lunges? She looks amazing. Do that's so funny this? i
0: know her stylist and i interviewed him i still have to release our episode <laughs> but he does contessa and he does a bunch of other bravo labs i think he did james kennedy before all for like watch what happens live when they come what to is the it city. a stylist
1: is that what you said mm-hmm. i need stylist.
0: yeah
1: <laughs> um but anyway <laughs> she looked so good and i was too yeah. tired to get up but i took a picture of her it's still in my highlights and i tagged her i said drew you look great um, Aww. she did. So I think I'm. I'm here for a single Drew her. living her best yeah. life, dating Same. men who who know what they you know the the lovely lady that they're dating.
0: My Not that dear, I always agree
1: with Drew. Don't come for me. I'm just saying. I think <laughs> even, you know.
0: Don't ever have come a nice for us.
1: Relationship. I hope she has a nice relationship in the future.
0: Yes, I do too. And I have this feeling though that she's gonna be able to spread her wings and be this like awesome single Drew. But I fear that there's something in her that like almost sabotages herself from being in like a good relationship because look at Ralph he's awful I actually I remember the first season they were on there was a scene where she they were in the driveway and I think there was like they were on a scooter with their son Mm -hmm. or something and I swear I got murder vibes from him He i think oh, he said something
1: not the murder like, vibes oh.
0: yeah he, i think he's she said something like oh i hope i don't get hit by a car and he's like we don't have life insurance or something like that and i was like mm.
1: what mm-hmm. funny joke yeah.
0: haha yeah crazy crazy, now, I, crazy i just i did not like
1: it. he was not respectful to her not one bit
0: no me neither how about um mj from shaw's the sunset did you see that she's gonna be joining the agency i did
1: i saw that and you know when we first started watching shots of sunset if you recall season one mj uh, a couple of them they were real estate agents yes and they all were i think it was like yes mike everybody was yes yes and um so yay good for her going back to her roots make that paper and the agency is i mean who won't they go ahead everybody sign up
0: yeah, do you think she'll be on uh, selling? What not selling? Sunset? Why not? It? If
1: it gets them, if it gets them a couple more clicks, they'll do it. So I'm sure I think she, will...
0: she would. I didn't even yeah. watch that show on Netflix, but I would do watch nothing. it if she's on. I, I would,
1: would watch it more if she's on, yes, rather than yes. just the the kids,
0: yeah. Absolutely, that's how much I. She's love unpredictable
1: everything. to me, which I enjoy, and I like love her she husband.
0: Will... She's so. Oh my god, Tommy! Tommy, stop it! Oh, I love Tommy. I, I oh love my him. god, Maybe. I love them. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Even Vita, my mother is Korean like and she's like, my mom is like a Korean Vita. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mercedes, your face <laughs> looks like the color of wood. <laughs> the way she enunciated like, on her mm-hmm. wedding day, I was like, that is so my mom.
1: <laughs> yeah, and there was an episode where they all dressed up as Vita and they were like all mean to each other.
0: I love yes. that. Yes. <laughs> so. Bravo by gaze posted um, an inside look into I'm sorry if you can't see this that well. Oh, but I it. It's um, a sneak peek, I guess, at who's going to be on Winter House season three. We have I think that's Danielle from Summer House, Kyle Cook, Jason Cameron, Brian <laughs> Benny, um, the Toms from Vanderpump Rules and Amanda, yeah. of course. But oh, there's these...
1: that below deck girl in the bottom right hand corner. Yeah. I remember
0: her. The two on the bottom, Malia and Riley, are from Below Deck, and I'm a little bit disturbed by this. I
1: love it. This is giving me like Bachelor in Paradise vibes.
0: Just take them all, shake really? them you up, like and put that? them in a the house. Yeah. See, I I see what they're doing, and I mm-hmm. I get it, but I also like feel weird about it for some reason. I, I don't know why exactly. Okay, but I
1: think the difference though is that I never watched Summer House.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: I tried. I tried for two episodes, and I was like, I could care less. About Skip these. the first two seasons. I, okay, well, that's probably what it was. Um, yeah, but I also the first saw. One's right,
0: right. <laughs> I saw
1: somebody post that we should call it seasonal home, and so now that's why I laugh because that's
0: what I think of. It kind of should because they've mixed summer house, winter house, mm-hmm. and southern charm, and yeah. now they got below deck. It's like wild but also so i guess for season one and two they were in vermont so vermont and this season they're going to be in colorado they didn't say oh, exactly where but i think that's very interesting from a cannabis community standpoint oh, yeah. because i think wait it was legal in vermont but i don't think it's like recreational there so I colorado i believe is oh yeah recreational So I would love to see, I'm going to manifest this. I would love to see some advocacy of some kind on Winter House season three.
1: For sure. I'd love them to all just hold hands and like do shrooms because I think shrooms are okay (gasps) in Colorado or at least
0: Denver. They're at least decriminalized, I believe. And that's good enough. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. We need to talk about shrooms more. I would love to do
1: shrooms. I have not done them. Um, I'm always on the lookout. I was actually going to get a book about shrooms just like you out in the yard and see what I got
0: (laughs) (laughs) I have so many books on mushrooms maybe I can can yeah
1: let me know but um seriously though for anybody listening there's a great documentary on Netflix fantastic fungi and I highly recommend it I learned a lot
0: I don't know if I've seen that one I'm gonna have to check it out I'll watch it this weekend
1: (laughs) it's about the history of of people doing shrooms from the beginning of time
0: Yes, so it's really, that's what it really I want. drugs
1: are like taken away from us. This yes. is not the normal right now. This is not the normal. Yes. The normal was incorporating them into your, into your existence.
0: It's been replaced with pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical companies who are yeah. making so much money. Yeah. I was watching a commercial yesterday that caught my eye because they had like, it was like an amazing commercial. And then I looked up and it said like, It was not Ozempic, but it was something like that. And I was just like, are you kidding me? I want to know how much they spent on this because they have the money because they've taken over. But anyways, we're digressing. So next, I wanted to go into our Bravo shows. We had a lot going on this week with Potomac. How much going on? Season seven, These episode outfits.
1: nineteen. These outfits are strictly ballroom. Do you remember when they <laughs> used to wear outfits that looked like they were just like grabbing lunch after, like going yes. to half there after work?
0: Absolutely. Have you been? Yeah. Have you watched since like the first OG oh, oh, season? Come on, OG. OG yeah. Every
1: season, every every <laughs> franchise. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they would wear like jeans and a yeah. sky top. Yeah.
1: it was amazing but i mean i do appreciate it the the way they've leveled it up but it's just it hits me every now and then to watch the level of effort and the glam and the hair and the sparkles and i'm just like
0: wow we've come so far i'm super excited for miami's reunion but Mm. let's focus on this one. we got season seven episode 19 reunion part two the episode description is the rift between candace and giselle continues as they dress all of Giselle's allegations against Chris from season seven, Giselle opens up about her recent surgery and dating a younger man, Jason Cameron, who mm-hmm. I interviewed on Valentine's day. Um, but the lady, and I asked him about it, but the oh, ladies question her it. willingness to share information about her personal life. Wendy gets fired up about Mia's assault on her in Miami. Jacqueline joins to reveal her truth about her relationship with Mia. There's so sense. much going on in Potomac. Like it's so much. I, I, the craziest thing to me outside of the actual episode this week peter
1: (laughs) get your page peter
0: Peter. oh my gosh peter mia and gordon were posting all these videos going back and forth like i let him borrow ten thousand no he let me borrow sixty thousand whatever i was like this is too much i can't even like consume it all you know what's going on what's your take on it of
1: course i do it's exhausting this is this is the life we chose. um. Yeah. So apparently, you know, Mia told a tall tale at the reunion shocker. That's never happened before saying that he, Peter and Wendy had an affair and Peter did, did you not see that video. Which one?
0: Wendy is intoxicated eating food and Peter's talking and says, oh, you like that Nigerian food? And he posted and said like, oh, we didn't have a or no, I think Mia said it, sent it or post it. <gasps> huh. yes and she took it down like three minutes after but i got huh. it oh good send I it to you it.
1: yeah i don't know because i haven't seen that one but it was just that you know peter said i can't believe that you would pretend to be close to me and pretend to know that when you don't and so of course gordon jumping in saying not close to you you held my baby daughter and you asked me to borrow money and it got ugly for a second but then mia did come out in a series of tweets that i saw either last night or this morning saying i shouldn't have said what i said Da 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 da, the usual. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I do appreciate when they will release an apology of some. Yeah, sort. I do too. Nice.
1: Well,
0: like I hope. I wish that was the standard. <laughs> like, Same. It's kind of like a bonus, you know. Yeah. Which is sad. The bar, but... the bar is low. Yeah, the <laughs> bar is very low. <laughs> but it's hard to see like how low these. People can go sometimes and it's just, it's hard. It's like cringy and yeah, but you can't look away. <laughs>
1: it's a fine line between starting enough drama that you're wanting, you want to stay on the show and making an ass of yourself.
0: Right. Oh my gosh. Did you see um, Bravo and cocktails posted one oh, yeah. out with another woman? Mm-hmm. I'm just sure like, did. I just can't even stand Juan Dixon anymore. Take hey, Robin I'm, I'm with I'm you. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. I'm over done it. with them. Oh, did you see this one from oh, yeah. Reality Chat? Michael Darby is suing Candace. I sure did. I have so many thoughts t- on this. $2 million? Yeah, yes. Yeah, please yeah. tell me your thoughts.
1: <laughs> well, you know, it's not that he, of all the things, of all the things that that cast has ever said about him. He's zeroing in on this, <laughs> not saying he doesn't have a right to do so, but it's just interesting yeah. out of all the things. Mm-hmm. At the same time, does Candace have a mouth on her that can get her into trouble? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll see what happens. But $2 million, I guess he gave her a cease and desist first. And because she didn't respond to that, because she didn't recant or apologize, then he pu- he's pushing forward with legal action
0: oh yeah when was the cease and desist sent it was
1: in it was in one of the articles saying that um i'll find it i'll send it to you but saying that he had first issued her that and see we never heard about that
0: yeah i didn't know
1: yeah so that was just between the two parties of like hey i'm putting you on notice and so that's your time right there to make a decision of like do i want to push this and say i've got receipts i'm confident Mm -hmm. or do you want to completely avoid any of the nonsense of somebody even if you are right kind of like dragging this into courts and lawyers and whatever. Mm -hmm. Um and so I guess she either didn't respond or or made a choice at that moment, but we'll see what happens with him.
0: Oh my gosh. This is insane. I heard that people were saying that he may not be doing well financially and that's That's a rumor going around,
1: I guess. Yeah. Do you
0: think that's true? I don't know.
1: I don't know. I mean because I I don't know enough about how his finances are going. Yeah. I I would assume that Ashley knows, but then she's publicly saying she doesn't know. I Um, I think it's it's wild that
0: she told us how much her mortgage is every month, which is not an average mortgage.
1: It's not. $13,000 to me. That is is wild
0: excessive right like and then
1: but then i i have a reality check and i'm like or am i a dinosaur is it almost is it when like i would tell my dad how much a pair of jeans costs and he'd be like what is that who i am now is that normal for a mortgage i have no idea
0: i don't know i don't think that's i mean i wouldn't recommend anyone to go with that big of a mortgage no unless you already have like i i don't even like the idea of a mortgage (laughs)
1: Me neither. And so that's what's interesting too, is that, you know, the mortgages, you're you're paying rent to the bank and they own the house and whatever. But I would assume that he would have paid for the house outright at that small amount because of his net or his amount that he has in his life is like 20 plus million. Yeah. Why would you pay the interest rate? Why would you go exactly. that route?
0: This is why I'm like, is there truth to it? And I don't know. I mean, we'll never know, I'm sure. But I just find that a little bit.
1: I find it odd that she's not getting alimony. I find it odd that she doesn't feel like the prenup is working out for her. I find a lot of things. Well, I found everything between those two odd from the jump. So yeah,
0: yeah, that's true. And people are saying he's like kind of thirsty. So I don't know. No, <laughs> not Michael Darby. <laughs> no. okay i want to move on to family karma season three episode 15 love wins the description is amrit and nicholas's wedding weekend comes to an epic conclusion oh my god i stopped dharma attempts to reconcile with reshma but is met with mixed results bali prepares for a future away from miami monica and rish reach a crossroads do you watch family karma
1: I watched the first like two seasons and I got behind. And so it's one of those things where I have just like a ton in my DVR and I need to catch up. I get like oh that with gosh. some shows.
0: Family Karma. You know, it's, it's a great show. It's my favorite. Or actually, I won't say it's my favorite. I think it's the best show on Bravo know. with the criteria being that it's still amazing, captivating television without... The toxic underlying tones. Like it's so pure and it's like it's helping us evolve like in humanity. And that's what I appreciate about it. Like,
1: what a glowing review. Okay.
0: Yeah. Like season two, I sobbed, sobbed. I will say season two probably was the best reality television I have ever seen in my entire life. I know that's a bold statement, but I stand behind it because I said it before. It is that good. And season three, like I was worried about season three because season two was so good. Yeah. But season three gave us, it, it was, I don't even have any notes. Like chef's kiss mm. is oh, so good. Okay. Highly recommend. So I'll move on because I could talk about it all day. <laughs> <laughs> Do you
1: watch Below Deck? Always. Yeah, I'm caught up on Below Deck. Uh, Below Deck was like one of my original shows. To me, that is the gateway show. Like that's how I got my husband yeah. into Bravo. And it's such a pure show. I like that they shake it up and you have maybe Mm -hmm. some people who carry over, but it's Mm -hmm. new people. Mm -hmm. And it's what it's the vibe that I had hoped, you know, Vanderpump rules would have, which I never really got into. I watched like the first two, three episodes. I know, I know, I know. But that's because Mm -hmm. I waited tables for years. Look, in college, I waited tables. Triggered you. I waited tables (laughs) in big cities. No, I was excited to see people like talking smack around the well and like what all that kind of stuff. And it didn't give me that it gave me like more like fakey fake stuff and i was like oh that's not what i wanted i wanted below deck in a restaurant you know ah. i wanted to see people scraping plates and cursing at each other and trying to do roll-ups and polish wine glasses and that's <laughs> not what i got um i still think that would be a great show but um anyway so below deck i love because you see people at work under the stress of work and then mm-hmm. their interpersonal relationships and the crazy guests so I love the show.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. So this week's episode, um, season ten, episode fourteen, big deck energy. Mm. Chef Rachel delivers a twenty-four carat dinner to her. remember. <laughs> I love her so
1: much. Love her so much, yes. The
0: th- the crew throws the pageant queen guest an eighties party and guest Laquiche. <laughs>
1: she which- is a she's something else with the turkey sandwiches. <laughs>
0: Never since Lindsay Hubbard. Well, you don't watch Summer House, but we. But I mean,
1: I know the jokes because I see everybody's yeah. memes. So how many how sandwiches? How many have
0: you sandwiches? Made me? Yes, I like get those vibes from Laquish. But she continues to annoy the interior team with her many requests. Tony takes issue with Katie, and Ross is forced to reprimand his boat crush. Haley celebrates her birthday. I love that she's a birthday queen like me Uh on the hoe and a new stew arrives creating quite a stir it's a roller coaster of emotions when the crew says goodbye to captain sandy peace lady and hello to boat daddy captain lee i know
1: he's so great my only regret from BravoCon is i didn't talk to him he was right in front of me and i was sometimes i just felt like a freak in that outfit and i was like let's not scare him today and i just like (laughs) walked by but i should have said hi to captain lee um because to me, it's like, "Don't embarrass yourself. Don't embarrass the boat." is such a good motto for life. And yes. he's he's a classic Bravo legend at this point.
0: I love him, and I, I kind of feel like a little bit of a witch. And I didn't do this on purpose, but I just got the vibe. Like Captain Lee wasn't doing well, and then we had below deck, down under, or not down, under, below deck adventure come adventure, out with Captain Carey sailing.
1: Blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of them.
0: Well, with cap or below deck adventure captain carrie i was like i really really like this captain like i haven't felt that way about a captain since captain lee and so i even in my shop i have boat daddy hats yeah i sent him captain carrie two boat daddy hats and literally like within a week there was an announcement that he was taking over the original boat daddy's role and i'm like did i do that did you manifest that I didn't mean to. Like it was bittersweet in a way yeah. when I saw that, but <sighs> it makes me sad to see.
1: It makes me sad to see him go. Him yeah, go. I mean, so yeah. so great, but I'm sure he'll pop back up. He'll he'll like he'll come back on shows. I think.
0: I think. Well, I think he has like shows that he's doing on his, like by himself on the road or something. Oh, nice. I don't know, but um, yeah, I don't love this crew
1: the Which crew is weird i mean they're getting rid of people left and right so it's yeah. hard to to keep up with what's going on i'm not a huge fan no. none of the men uh turned mm-hmm. my eye not that that's necessary but it's nice It
0: is, and nice.
1: that's not <laughs> happening this year um mm-hmm. rachel anything that rachel's on i will watch i'm still yes. devastated i can't even remember what happened but bravo did rachel wrong somehow and she cursed. i know i haven't mm-hmm. remind 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 me give me the austin, she
0: went to go hang out with austin in florida and she had a bad experience where he, i guess she said he was drunk and doing coke in the bathroom. wait which
1: austin which austin
0: austin kroll from southern charm they were in florida together hanging out and she posted about it and was like this guy's an asshole or something and said oh. he was doing coke in the bathroom and so he responded like rachel wtf i guess behind the scenes off camera or off social media allegedly bravo pr reached out to rachel to have her take everything down oh yeah she stood her ground respect to rachel and she said f you she said f you to bravo and she was even supposed to be at bravo con and she said bye and to protect the six foot
1: tall baby Let it go. Dang, they love him so
0: much, don't they? And wasn't he so creepy at BravoCon?
1: I didn't get get in the close vicinity. I saw from afar, and there were always ladies going after him and taking photos with him, which, again, the bar is low on Bravo. (laughs) We get it. But, yeah, I would not sacrifice Rachel. If two people are drowning, and it's Austin and Rachel, I'm throwing to Rachel.
0: I'm going to use Austin as a float for Rachel. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Oh, my gosh. Nobody canceled me. Oh, my either. gosh.
1: He's, he's fine. You know what? And that's the thing is, he's going to be fine. He's yeah. always going to have a place on Bravo. They're always well, going to put him... He's always going to get some kind of girl.
0: I kind of felt for Austin when he first came on the scene because, really? like, he gave the story of his, his childhood with his sister who died. Of course. And like,
1: I mean, he's I had some Harper. great moments, but yeah. I don't understand sacrificing telling Rachel to...
0: Oh. You know, Oh, absolutely! Like that's crazy. The thing with Austin is like he has had so many chances to one like show that he could be a decent guy and yeah. a decent boyfriend to people. But like the whole Madison thing, he cheated first, and then yeah. she went crazy. Rightfully so, I think. In my opinion, like she don't was, by gaslight the way, her. she was
1: nice compared to some some real life stuff. She was
0: the best thing that he probably will ever nice. get. And yeah. on top of that, with Trop Hop, he has this platform where he could have, Trop Hop could be everywhere right yep. now. But yep. do we hear about Trop Hop? No, because he's too busy trying to hit on girls when he's wasted. And I also heard something about him. He made up a lie about some of the Southern hospitality crew saying that they tried out for Southern charm. It was, T.J. that he was talking about, yeah. T.J. Dench from Southern Hospitality, who I interviewed. And he said, like, oh, yeah, T.J., they're so thirsty, thirsty, T.J. tried out for Southern Charm. And I just, I was like, did you? And he's like, never. <laughs> so Austin oh. is just like over there getting wasted, talking shit about people instead of working on his business. And that's why, in conclusion. We should save Rachel.
1: <laughs> we should save Rachel. I mean, I think maybe if we just ask really nicely and just a lot of us do and say, we like her make She up should have with her him. own
0: cooking show.
1: Just yeah. her. I don't even yes.
0: need her on below deck. Like she's yeah. almost too good. It's I her also. Inner monologue. I just want
1: to hear her um, talking.
0: Yes, right? I also am trying to manifest a below deck top chef crossover.
1: That needs to happen. I've been right? waiting for that to happen. I was that hoping. That would be amazing. Now, when I bought SVIP tickets, for BravoCon in my mind it was going to be special like that in my mind in the lounge it was going to be like Rachel being like hey you know I I, this was my menu that I designed today I hope you like it and like the next day some other random chef that we've seen maybe from Top Uh, Chef or different hey I hope you like the lunch today that's not what we
0: get you left every day (laughs) every day I was like I'm going to die I'm starving I just was living off of like excitement.
1: I don't know what you're living <laughs> on. I don't know. I'm like, yeah. wait,
0: but there's more people. Hold on. Let me talk. It was nonstop. I love I was
1: it. comatose on the couch for a really long time. Me uh, too. Yeah.
0: It, it took a lot out of me.
1: And on no <laughs> but food.
0: Real quick, I'm gonna go through um the rest of the show Summer House. Uh we have season seven, episode three, a cup of loyalty. Danielle and Gabby agree to move past shady men. Chris takes a shot with Sierra. Kyle continues to be frustrated with Carl and Lindsay about lover boy. The girls enjoy an afternoon of sipping and spilling the tea until a revelation from Danielle threatens to derail the party. You said you don't watch this, right?
1: Seasonal home. I don't watch it. <laughs>
0: Seasonal. <home. laughs> so I wrote like, uh, already, I think two blog posts about this. So anyone who's watching, I'll put the link in the show notes. Like, it's a lot. We're only on episode three, and I wrote two blog posts. Like, it, there's a lot going on, and it's very complex, and we don't have the time for that right now. So, I'm going to move on to Jersey, Real Housewives of New Jersey, Let's season do it. 13, episode four, housewarming history lesson. After the guys' night blowout, the divide between Teresa, Joe, and Melissa is at a standstill. Frankie hits Dolores with hard questions about their shifting family dynamic. Rachel and Jen Fessler spill the tea on Jennifer Aden. Melissa gets emotional after hearing Teresa and Louis's speech about chosen family, realizing that as strong as she tries to be, she has her own breaking points with this family.
1: Yeah. All so right. Let's, let's get some haters. In. Let's get some haters in our DMs.
0: <laughs> Stretch. Cool. All right. Who do you root for usually?
1: You know, I, I root for logic and reason at all times. And so in Jersey, there's not a ton that I'm usually uh, rooting for, but I enjoy the ride. Like the episode... Last time where they were making the cheese, I have not laughed that hard. Maybe I was having a stressful day, I don't know, but I was wiping tears. I loved that oh episode. Gosh. I loved it. Is it, it cuz so of Jen funny. Fessler? Yes, I love her. And then there yeah. were a bunch of other things that happened too like Dolo and Dolo's like getting ready to fight somebody. I I feel like the Grinch's heart when it like breaks, it breaks the frames. That's how I feel. <laughs> um but I I really really enjoy Jersey when it's good. It's great. Yeah. But the fighting between the two families like I have aunts and uncles in my family, Um, you can probably guess which side, that (laughs) they have not spoken for like decades. And so the cousins don't speak and nobody remembers what they're even mad about. And I'm the Jen Fessler and I'm like, but don't you want to make peace? Like you all are getting older. And they're like, shut up. So... (laughs) I get it. And I get that there might not be a resolution. The weird thing mm-hmm. to me is that they are on camera. They're getting a check to be on a show together. Yeah. So that's what's different. Like my family, they're all in different <laughs> states and different places. They're not yeah, coming. You don't have
0: to. They're
1: not coming together. to be on a show. You got so yeah. many opportunities to to figure it out. So it's extremely annoying that we're still on this ride. Yeah. And it's like tough to watch. It's emotional.
0: I feel like they could use this opportunity as like, like bravo paying them to go to deep therapy together or something and you like know what literally somebody they would pay me. them somebody because
1: right? i said i said the other day i was like just do a parent trap put them in a cabin with a therapist let them work yeah. it out let them pull pranks on each other get it out and then and then go to a place of healing and somebody was yes. like don't you remember when they did a special they did and i for i blocked it out blocked they, it out
0: well they went to lake george did it? didn't they
1: there was that but then somebody said they had an rv or something and I'm like, what? I don't remember this. But I have to look it up. I don't remember that either.
0: It. Oh my God. There was a yeah.
1: therapist and they tried to work it out, like do this intensive thing. Was it between... Rosie? <laughs>
0: was Rosie, the therapist?
1: I wonder if She probably
0: could, maybe. <laughs> I could.
1: I um, could. But yeah, uh, I don't know that this is ever going to get resolved because no. it seems like, like both parties have to want it and they're never yeah. on the same page with that. But I.
0: Honestly, though, like (sighs) on top of the deep trauma that I think they have from their childhood that's still, you know, like playing out today, they have cameras in their faces and that part is not what's bad. It's the community, like we talked about, the toxic community who ride or dies for some of them for things that they probably even shouldn't. Like, I feel like I've talked to some... Housewives one on one, where I felt like, oh my gosh, I feel like I have to defend this person or something. And even they're like past it, you yeah. know, and they're like, oh, that happened like three months ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay, good. And, but I can only imagine like that must play a toll on Teresa and Joe. For sure. You have all these people like, oh, yeah. I can't believe she did that to you. And Do you remember what she said to you four
1: show? seasons ago, and the look that she gave you at that party? I did. Yeah, like you can. Oh it's God. almost like the Black Mirror. Do you remember that? Do you ever watch Black Mirror?
0: I've watched some episodes. I'm addicted.
1: I I loved that show because I it's like I don't know why it's something Maybe about philosophy and, like, too.
0: and technology
1: and yes. so I love I love 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 it. I loved, loved, loved it.
0: I, anyway. I watched the one the eyeball one where they have the camera in the eyeball and like oh, the girl cheated. The that might
1: be the one I'm talking about because he couldn't forget. He could not forget. He kept playing it in his mind over and over and over again when she. Because
0: didn't she get pregnant with someone else? Like it wasn't his baby.
1: There was something and, like that. And she's
0: like, she tried to erase it real quick.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was but not. He I was like, oh. And so yes. it's, it's almost like that. We're like, even if they want to forget and move on, it's extremely difficult. Oh, because right. even when I say something like, well, that's nice that she did that. You know, my DMs will get flooded in polite, nice ways because, boy, I have lovely followers right now. They're so just wonderful, considerate, great, empathetic people. I'd be like, yeah, but remember that, you know, Melissa said this and this and this and she did this two seasons ago. And I'm like, I forgot. I forgot. So for me, it's good because I block out things that are unpleasant. And so I'm perfect Mm -hmm. to move on. But especially I don't think Teresa will. um, I don't think Teresa or Melissa is very good or maybe it's Joe at like letting things go. I feel like Teresa's really trying, which is nice. Um,
0: she, yeah. I feel like she's trying to heal and yeah. Joe doesn't really know how. And I do think that Lou, like I love Louie. I think he's amazing for Teresa. And I do, I am hoping that Louie somehow helps turn around this whole fandom and this show in a good way where like, We have these moments like family karma where it's like actual, like beautiful, touching, inspirational moments that you're like, look at what we, we can see in humanity and learn from and spread positivity instead. Like right now, Jersey's just very toxic and it's like, and like, really, I think Louis has the ability to turn things around.
1: Let's hope. I mean, you know, he's a hot button issue. People, um, especially before yeah. when they first started dating because of his ex-fiance and a lot of things that were being put out, mm-hmm. it was people were very protective of Teresa as, you know, yeah. as expected because we have seen her be treated so badly yeah.
0: yes. that you don't
1: want to see her be treated badly again. Yes. She gave her ex-husband so much love. She's mm-hmm. a great wife to him. Care, understanding, amazing mother. I mean, there are reasons why the Teresa fandom is so dedicated to her, right? Yes, I love Teresa. Nobody (laughs) wants to see her hurt. So even now, if somebody is very, like, um, you know, overly hypersensitive to Louis, I know that it's coming from a place of wanting Mm. to not see Teresa get into a bad situation again.
0: Mm-hmm. I can only
1: judge people by their actions and so far he seems to be very loving and kind to her and I, I hope yeah. that they are truly happy and that she and her girls too right? Like he's been very yes. kind to her girls.
0: Oh my gosh. I we love just, their blended family. Everybody
1: wants the best. The best yeah. for Teresa and her girls. So it's, Well
0: you could see like I mean in my opinion right now what we're seeing on the show is like I think you know, like Louis helped Teresa take, you know, like that step that maybe she wouldn't normally take and say, like, do you want to make peace? Even though it was so hard for her to say that she did it. And he's like, oh, I don't know. And he chose, he made a decision not to go to that party. So that's where I'm like that, that shows the, you know, where the block is. He's not willing to go to the party and try to move forward yeah you know
1: and then and and i pointed that out too and then people in my dms are like well he just can't take it anymore and family is toxic and i'm like but he's still on the show but
0: he's an adult
1: he's he's still on the show
0: and he's still on the show and like yes exactly he's on the show what is he supposed to (laughs) what is he supposed to do i mean
1: and and that's where it's like if it's truly that toxic and it's truly that hurtful then maybe it is best for your family to step back and not be in this arena where yeah. it's causing you strife and it's causing you emotional Absolutely. pain, yes. but yet they're still on the show. So I feel like because yeah. they're getting that paycheck, they hopefully need to be very respectful and loving to each other and just be like, clean slate for real. Not clean slate and then we're going to talk about it again yes. to our other, other people in five minutes. Clean yeah. slate and move on. I don't know if it'll ever yeah. happen. I don't know.
0: Because they're still talking about like season one season two stuff. It yeah. was like fifteen years ago.
1: Yep, and I feel I feel every one of those years in my bones when we watch the show.
0: <laughs> I know it's so weird. It's like yeah. very it like gives you your own nostalgic flashbacks.
1: Mm-hmm. Truly.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, but, I mean, anyway,
1: to wrap up Jersey, I will just say, uh huh. Like, I think everybody wants the best for Teresa and yes. Joe and Melissa. And there's a lot of you know vitriol about both, but it's tough to be a content creator and be like, look, I'm not I'm not fighting for either corner here. I'm just hoping yeah. that there's peace.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Like I can like I love Jennifer Aiden. And I have a civil relationship with Margaret. Like I apologize to her on my show for my very bold blog post heading. <laughs> because that that was that was bold of me. But it helped incite the next steps to get to this place of resolution and education and I accomplished my goals and I was able to take accountability and apologize to her. And if yeah. she wanted me to take it down, I would, but I don't think she really cares. Yeah. I don't think. so. Should I take it down?
1: No. Cause you talked about it.
0: Yeah. I think it's, I think it's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going to move on to Vanderpump rules All just right. real quick. Uh, season 10 episode four, no home left to wreck. James finds, himself at the center of the serve rumor mill when he gets kicked out of a nightclub while fighting with Allie Katie tries to keep her ex in line with another ultimatum Tom and Tom host a friends and family event at Schwartz and Sandy's but when Lisa questions them about the bar's status they come clean about their dire situation despite Katie's feelings Raquel throws caution to the wind and crosses the ultimate line you said you do not watch this one right no
1: if they start coming tables let me know
0: it's um it, we're in a new era of no. under pump rules this is season 10 they've upgraded their production value and it's, it's like people were nervous and like season eight season nine like there were a lot of shifts some of the ogs went away and were fired but i think it's making a comeback and the some of the fights that are going on between like katie and tom we only saw Katie and Tom as a couple this is the first season they're broken up we saw them get married yeah. so they're divorced now and they have to be on a show together and Wait. people are taking sides hard it's what? like it's getting ugly and I hope the fandom does not go to that level of like Jersey and Beverly Hills because yeah, don't I fight I each other
1: in the street. Really don't fight gonna... each other in the street over these folks they're they're making yeah. money they're okay
0: and I really love this show, so I hope they don't, like, tarnish that for us. But how about um, Real Housewives of – oh, there's a couple – I'm going to skip these things. Just a couple announcements from those shows. What about the Real Housewives of Ma- Miami? I'm behind
1: on it, but, boy, that show is just pure joy. It
0: really is. Oh my gosh. I won't give away, like, the full ending, but I'm telling you, this week's episode, it was a finale, and – I had chills at the very end. Really? I was, yes, I was like, holy, it, and it, again, it might be the production because you can tell the difference in production value with Miami on Peacock versus the ones on Bravo. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that adds to the drama, but I got chills. And this week's episode, just real quick for the SEO purposes, Real Housewives of Miami season five, episode 16, Melting Pot Meltdown. The description is Lisa stands up for herself. Gertie hosts a melting pot party where Adriana pleads for forgiveness. You didn't watch this episode, but the the finale episode is really good. Okay, Gertie's I'll it parties up. are insane. She had, she made, she had custom tables made that were like acrylic or something that you could see through, or maybe glass. I don't know. And then that way you could have she put like a whole floral arrangement inside. Oh, that was wow. just their table. Oh wow. sat at. It. I and love like it. Like all their names and neon lights and like a whole jungle inside. It was. Amazing.
1: So it's it's what I thought SVIP was going to be. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh all right. I'll gosh. watch it. I'll watch it. Yes. Oh my god, that's funny. Did you meet Gertie? I, don't I met know her so. in the no. SVIP. Mm-hmm. Okay. Real quick, last seeing. one. Do you watch Million Dollar Listing, LA? Uh, I watch.
1: Okay, I watched Million Dollar Listing New York because, to me, there's never been a more attractive person on Bravo than Steve Gold. Oh, my God. I mean.
0: I think I agree with you.
1: Never. Never <laughs> in the history of, and I don't know if there ever will be again.
0: Were yeah. you kind of heartbroken when he got married and had a baby? No, I wanted joy for
1: him. I was so happy that he, you know, found that path and wanted to go down it and everything. But um, I miss him being on Bravo. But
0: yeah,
1: hard, hard I was kind of it.
0: heartbroken when he got in a relationship. I was like, <laughs> even though I was married, I'm like, You're like, oh. sitting next to your
1: husband, like, damn it. I really <laughs> almost had no chance at that.
0: It was like that with Andrea Denver on Summer House, his first season. He said something in a confessional, like, I just want to find a, a nice American girl. Quit and bring fishing, her
1: back quit to fishing
0: Italy. Andrea, quit fishing. I swear, yeah. I, I yelled out me while my husband was sitting I there. I sitting... you. Oh, my gosh. Thank well, you. actually, was nice. He yeah he's oh my god he's so sweet but this week on um, million dollar listing LA season 14 episode 12 season 14 that's a long
1: a long time long look we're gonna be saying this it's gonna be like season 37 uh, <laughs>
0: I am here up, for that my walker <laughs> dude I had almost considered getting a wheelchair for BravoCon because I think I broke my toe you should have right got before. one of those
1: cute things that Sutton had boy that would have been nice that was a we huge would've would have space. been able
0: to go, like, to the bathroom first yeah. and everything. I would have been on your
1: back. I would have been, like, <laughs> to scoot me over somewhere.
0: Um. So this finale episode of Million Dollar Listing, I thought it was really cool. It's called To the Max. And what they did is they brought – they have these, like, huge plots of land that are selling for, like, $35 wait, 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 million wait, 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 a wait. piece. In Los Angeles, there's land? No, in Vegas. Oh. They go out to Vegas. I was like, there's no more yeah. land in L.A. Okay. And they – yeah, and they – um. They threw like a Mad Max type of party because there's oh. nothing there, but they're trying to sell these $35 million homes. And they're like, how are we going to sell this? There's just dirt. They got VR technology to have a whole like home tour of these huge man mansions that they rendered and oh. using all technology. It was like the coolest thing ever. I'm like, huh. it was very sexy. I'll oh. say that. Okay. <laughs> As I'm a, check that a tech out. person, I loved it. Mm. But, that's all we got for today. I know that's a lot. And I <laughs> There's a lot going on. There's never a shortage. Yeah. In the oh Bravo my gosh. Kingdom. So much content. I wanna thank you so much for being my first live virtual guest on Bravo Employees. It so yes, it's always a pleasure. And I still wanna do something in person at some point. Yeah. And I'm nervous about BravoCon for next year. I heard oh God. rumors. I don't know. Like I mean don't like it.
1: I'm on the fence. What are you hearing? What's your rumors that you're hearing?
0: I'm hearing rumors that it may not happen this year. I'm hearing rumors that it may not be in New York next time. Yeah, And both of those things bother me.
1: Well, you know, I would say to them, if they're listening, which they probably are not, feel free to take a beat. <laughs> feel free to take a beat, plan it out, make it great. Um, I'm here to consult. Done a lot of large events in my day. I know Galley, Dame Galley has as well. Um, and I think you've got feedback. I've got feedback. Maybe they should yes. do a poll and say, what would you change? That's what I was surprised by because it was their first yeah. big, big event and they did no survey after. They're just like, yeah, oh, no, like what you thought. <laughs> thanks for the cash. Um, whereas whenever I've done a big event, I always send out a thanks for coming. Mm-hmm. You know, what would you change? What was your favorite thing? Yeah. What was your least mm-hmm. favorite thing? Whatever. Um, they didn't do that. So yeah. Maybe they just knew we'd all be, you know, bitching and moaning about it publicly and they could just pick and choose from that feedback. But I hope that they put a dedicated team into it next time and think Mm -hmm. about the user experience of every single aspect. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't. I don't know. And then if it's LA, I'm definitely like less inclined, you know, to make that journey knowing what having already been.
0: I know. I mean, I'm gonna go wherever it is, <laughs> but, but I'm not gonna be happy about it if it's not in New York. Because I, it's just easy for me to go to New
1: York. And you know so. what we should do too. You know what we should do too. I'm just gonna get. I'm gonna get a a little wild with it. I'm gonna say that all the Bravo account creators need to band together and insist that mm-hmm. we get some kind of steep discount
0: because yeah,
1: they gave us nothing, nothing. <laughs> They wanted every dime from everyone. And I think we really helped that event. I mean, we showed everything about it. We showed you why it was great. We showed you different levels of experiences. And we really had like a commercial for the show, for the event. So
0: I don't know if you saw this, but they sent out an email beforehand. And they were like, if you want to participate in, I don't know how they framed it or phrased it, but they made it sound like, um, we'll give you like a hundred dollars or maybe like $300. But there were the terms I read them and it was like, you can't use it for this. This isn't. Yep. And I was like, no, I'm signing it? this. Yeah. yeah. And they wanted my government $300? name. So I was like,
1: I was like, well, let me get this straight. <laughs>
0: yeah. You yeah, want my exactly.
1: government name. You want me to give you all this stuff. And then I get nothing <laughs> sweet. Let yeah. me do that. Never.
0: Yeah. Yes, exactly. That's totally how I went into it. And I was like, no, and no. then the content that we had I think was you you took the video of the stampede. Yeah, right? I got
1: some. I got cuz I walked up <laughs> as people were were yelling and running and so I started videotaping like I was towards the end. And I showed up 30 20 minutes early for that and it was already stampeded happening. So I'm mid stampede so but brave. I took live uh, Yeah. Love you're it.
0: so funny because like we'd be in the SVIP and I did not leave there because I'm like hell no I can't go out there. Yeah. You're like all right I'm going and I'm like come <laughs> and you're just like you got a pep in your step. I'm like God I did not speed. feel like I had
1: I did not feel like I had a drop of pep, but you helped me. You saved my life twice. You saved my life twice. Yes, my twice. Anxi- my anxiety was so high. Remember I was sitting on the couch when you walked up to me. I could not get my heart rate below a hundred because I'd just was... been in the madness. And Mm -hmm. so, uh, you were like, Hey, you want to, you want to, and I was like, (laughs) I was like, yeah, I do actually. And so, um, you said, that was the first
0: thing I, I knew I was going to have to like go out and take breaks here and there, but I didn't know how soon I was going to have to do it because immediately I walked in and I was overwhelmed. I saw Christian gray snow. We took a picture and I was like, I got to go outside because this is too much. I go on Twitter he said, I just went outside. I'm overwhelmed. I can't breathe or something. I was like, I'm outside too. It was just like, this is a lot. I know. And like,
1: I've, you know, I've been in crazy settings before. Not a big deal. There was something about that. I don't know what it was, but it was really hard to just like take a beat for a second and and take a breath.
0: Yeah. It was a lot. It was like, like a lot in a good way, but also like I don't know maybe if it was like the crowd control or what I don't know what like the like the standard staff yeah. to audience ratio is supposed to be but it felt like a little bit too much and it got scary at one point. Day 2 was a little bit better but
1: when people were drinking too much probably. Um oh, yes. one of my followers such a nice person sent me a video of these two ladies cursing them out because they sat he showed up for his, I think he had, I can't remember what level he had, whatever is right below SVIP. So I think VIP, and they yeah. wanted to sit down, but people were in their seats and they said, Oh, you know, we're, we're this and they showed their wristband. They got cursed out and um, the people were drinking of course. So it wasn't like they were completely sober going off, but still it was like 11 AM. <laughs> you know average, average bravo con experience you don't know what you're going to get you know when you go yeah, out there so
0: it was intense but yeah. i don't know let's manifest another one soon and if not bravo con, then hopefully we can do like an in-person event or something
1: yeah for sure and i mean even if i don't even if i don't go to the bravo con itself i'd probably come into town just hang out or something so yes. we'll see the, the yes. sales pitch has to be really good for the next one okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again. Everyone, make sure you go follow if you aren't already following at Bravo Bravo Ducking Bravo. Again, subscribing, reviewing, sharing, liking, and or leaving a five star rating is incredibly appreciated and helps this show continue to grow. Make sure you're subscribed and turn on notifications so you can be updated when we go live every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern for Cannabis Mom Boss and every Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern for Bravo and Blaze, audio replay available on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcast, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Have a great weekend, everyone, and stay lit, fam. Happy <laughs>